Hi there. Welcome to the While You Wait podcast, where it's all about helping women just like you learn about the bladder while you're waiting for your appointment with that specialist. Each week, I'll combine science, medicine, and common sense so you can learn, become empowered, and get started on your journey to dryness. I'm your host, Dr. Sarah Boyles, a board-certified urogynecologist. Let's get started. Hi there. Today I'm going to be talking about the first step that I think you need to take when you're trying to treat your bladder leaking. But before I get to that content, I just want to let you know that anything I say that I think is important, links or references, they'll be in the show notes. So if you're interested, you can look for them there. Okay, so what's this first step? So the first thing that you need to do is you need to figure out your diagnosis. And this may seem obvious, but it is an important first step. Not everyone realizes that there are different reasons for leaking. That's right. We don't all leak for the same reasons. In women, there are four main reasons that women leak. And these reasons are one, stress urinary incontinence, two, urgency urinary incontinence, three, mixed urinary incontinence, and then four, overflow urinary incontinence. So let's talk about each one of these reasons or diagnoses a little bit more. So the first diagnosis is stress urinary incontinence. Stress incontinence happens when an activity generates a pressure in your abdominal cavity that forces the urine out. Women that have this type of leaking will have leaking with coughing, sneezing, laughing, and exercise. This is the type of leaking that happens when you jump, like in CrossFit, or you're playing volleyball, or you're on a trampoline. And it is a type of leaking that commonly happens after a delivery. The second diagnosis is urgency urinary incontinence. And this is also commonly called overactive bladder. That's a term that one of the drug companies came up with, but it is used very frequently these days. Overactive bladder happens when your bladder muscle contracts and forces the urine out at a time that is not convenient. So your bladder muscle should only contract when you are sitting on the toilet and your brain tells your bladder that it is a good time to empty. And this can start happening when you're not ready and you're in inconvenient places. Women that have this type of leaking feel like they have to go all the time. They feel like they have to rush to the bathroom or they're going to leak. And sometimes they do leak before they get there. The third diagnosis is mixed urinary incontinence. And mixed urinary incontinence happens when you have both stress urinary incontinence and urgency urinary incontinence. So you leak with coughing, sneezing, laughing, but you also get an urge and feel like you really have to go. You can leak for more than one reason. It may not seem fair, but it definitely happens. And then the fourth diagnosis is overflow urinary incontinence. And this happens when you're not emptying well and the urine just kind of leaks out. 
the bladder is always full in this situation and it leaks at random times. And the leaking hair really doesn't feel like it follows a very good pattern. So these are the four main categories of leaking in women. And determining which one you have is important for figuring out how to treat you. Each type of leaking is treated very differently. So how do you determine your diagnosis? Sometimes it's obvious and you can figure out that you're leaking with coughing, sneezing, and you easily realize that you have stress incontinence. But sometimes it's a little bit more confusing. Women who leak for more reasons can have a hard time figuring out what the main cause is. Um, And women with really significant leaking who feel like they're leaking at all points in time can have trouble figuring out why they're leaking. We usually diagnose incontinence in the office based on your story. And the questions that we ask you include questions like, when do you leak? Do you leak with exercise? Do you leak with coughing, laughing? Do you have urgency? Do you feel like you can't get there on time? Do you have cues that make you leak? So sometimes you'll feel like you're going to start leaking when you pull into your driveway or get your key out to open the door, or if you hear running water, all of those things can be triggered. Or do you feel like there's no pattern? So figuring out when you're leaking is an important question to answer. We also ask you questions like, what makes it worse? What makes it better? And it's important to think about those things because sometimes there are clues to what will improve your situation in those answers. And then I always ask when it started. And this is important. Some of my job is almost like being a detective where I'm trying to figure out what made it worse, what started it, so that we can figure out how to treat it. So there are different things that can make leaking worse, like weight gain. Sometimes leaking happens after a delivery. Sometimes it can happen after a surgery. So after maybe a hysterectomy or a tummy tuck. I've even seen surgeries like a hip replacement make incontinence worse. Sometimes an injury worsens incontinence or causes incontinence. It can be a side effect of lots of different medications Sometimes the ergonomics of working from home can impact how your bladder works or even stress. And it's important to look at the whole picture to figure out what we can target and what we can make better. So if you have leaking and your leaking got worse after a weight gain, one of the strategies we might use would be to lose a little bit of weight because that should improve the leaking. And that would work better in that situation than another treatment. It's also important to think about other symptoms to try to figure out if there's anything else going on. So do you have any odd symptoms like visual changes, numbness, tingling, again, weight gain? Um, Do you feel like anything is going on with your abdomen? It's important to think about other things to see if there's something else going on. So answering these questions can be very helpful and can help you figure out your diagnosis. 
One of the other things that I often ask women to do is to journal their symptoms. There are so many things that can impact bladder function, what you eat, what you drink, what you're doing. We often don't realize what we're doing and how it impacts our body until we write it down. But in journaling your symptoms, you might realize that you're okay if you run less than five miles, but when you run more than five miles, you start leaking. Or you might realize that you're okay with running, but you can't jump. For women that have overactive bladder, journaling can be really helpful to help you figure out food triggers, things that you've always done, but perhaps just don't work that well for you anymore. So for example, I was talking to someone the other day and she said to me, I'm okay for the, in the afternoon, but in the morning I have a big problem with urgency. And she felt like there was something about the timing of the day that impacted her bladder. But when we talked about what she was doing at different parts of the day, in the morning she was having two cups of coffee and then hot water with lemon. And coffee is a bladder irritant as well as lemon. And once she cut out that second cup of coffee and the lemon, she had no more problems. And journaling can help you figure out these small details. It is very common that I have someone journal, write down what they're drinking, write down their bladder symptoms, and then when they come in to talk to me about that journaling, they have figured out the issue and have eliminated that issue before they even talk to me about it. So I think this is really important work um, and can really help you figure out your diagnosis. In medicine, when we have you journal, we call it a bladder diary, but it's really just journaling what you're drinking, what you're eating, activity, and when you're either leaking or having frequency or any other problem with your bladder that you want to document. And this is very important work for you. The other reason that journaling can be important is it can help you track how much better you are getting. So if you are leaking five times a day and then you start exercising your pelvic floor and you're not really sure if you're better and you journal again and you realize you're only leaking twice a day, then you have an objective measure of how much better you're getting. And following that improvement can be difficult unless you're using some form of documentation. So I would encourage you to start by figuring out your diagnosis. Think about these questions. Take the time to journal your symptoms to see what is impacting your bladder. There are also some questionnaires that you can use to help determine your diagnosis. And I'll include a link to one of them in the show notes. So get started and let's get you better. Thanks for listening. If you want more information about me or my online work, check out my website at www.thewomensbladderdoctor.com.